This is Let's Get Juicy with me, your host, Juliette Lipman. I'm a female leadership mentor to women who are literally looking to drip in pleasure, wealth, and soul. This is your portal to being inspired and uplifted by intimate conversations I'll be having with powerful women who have reached success on their own terms and that it's all available to you too, my love. I'm so excited you're here. So let's get juicy, shall we? Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode. I am so honored and excited to have my girl Saskia here today in what should have been my couch in Amsterdam, but here we are (laughs) in the closet. Happy to be here in the closet with you. Yeah, we decided to be in this closet because the sound is just luscious and And it's so cozy. Yeah, (laughs) we're sitting here on sheepskin and about to get into a juicy conversation about initiating your man from boy to king Mm. and so i just wanted to share a little bit about saskia before we begin who is this goddess in front of me tell me (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) saskia is a sex love and relationship expert she guides women and men into finding deeper embodiment and through personal development and sexuality and um, I wanted to share a little bit about the first time I ever saw you (laughs) so I was introduced to Saskia via via someone in Amsterdam and I had always been interested in sexuality and pleasure and about I'd say like two and a half years ago Mm. I would talk to a lot of people about it but I had no formal education in sex love and relationship and so a friend of mine told me hey there's this really cool girl in Amsterdam who's hosting sister circles Mm. on this topic you should follow her on instagram so i did and i reached out to you and i was like i love what you're doing you're so cool and asked you for a coffee and you said yes and we sat there and i just remember seeing this really like soft and sweet woman who was also really deep Mm. and you knew (laughs) so much about this topic and Like we were both passionate about sex, love and relationships, but you had the formal education. You knew how to talk about boundaries, about safety. And I was just so wowed by what you were talking about. And so you introduced me to the sex, love and relationship coaching degree that you did and that I later on did. And from there, yeah, we've developed a beautiful relationship where we're doing similar work. We support one another. Mm. And this episode is really about what women truly want. I've seen it and I've heard it time and time again with people in my life, clients, friends, women. I'm talking to you now who's listening. I want you to close your eyes for a moment and feel these words and feel if they ring true in your body, in your womb. You want a king. You want to feel his presence when he's looking at you. You want to feel him holding you. You want to feel him staring deeply into your eyes because that's the only thing that exists in that very moment. You want it deep. You want to feel his heart open and vulnerable. 
You want to drip in your sweet nectar day after day and meet your highest self through sex. You want to feel deeply connected to him, to yourself, to the divine. And you want your partner to desire to eat every little piece on you, to ravish you. And you want to ravish him too. Because you feel so seen and safe that you can let yourself go there and flow and be taken. But (laughs) there might be something that's holding you back or something that's holding him back. And this is what I want to talk about today. Maybe you wonder if there are any men like that living within 2,000 miles of you. (laughs) Where the fuck are they, right? Or you want that, but perhaps you feel that there are other things that are more important in your life right now. So you put that to the side. Or if you're already in a relationship, you want a man to go there with you, but you might feel that he isn't spiritual enough. He isn't deep enough. He can't go there. He claims he needs actually more variety. He's just bored. Or he watches too much porn, so he's desensitized and he's disconnected from his heart and therefore yours in bed. Um, Or it feels the same every time and you're just worried that you can't do something, I don't know, different now. Or you're feeling uneasy and judged, or he's feeling uneasy and judged when you bring up, ah, you're actually looking for something deeper, wanting something more juicy. And here's the thing, my loves, we want kings. We want these men to step up and to be our kings so we can feel, ah, so fucking good, right? And to feel safe to let go and let our inner sensual goddess flow in and out of the bedroom, right? And so for the masculine to tell you after work, even like, baby, I got this, like, I got this handled. I'm going to take you out to dinner. I'm going to make that reservation, right? All these little things that the masculine can do so we can just ah, lean back and relax. And so Saskia, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to go into all of this, but before we do, I'd love to first hear about your own personal experience and your story with calling in your king. Yeah. Well, that has been my wish list for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. I've been single for 10 years, but I have a king now. Yeah. <laughs> we're so celebrating you yeah. yeah wow it's quite a story actually but I think yeah in the in the 10 years that I was single I did a lot of work on myself and uh, I think a lot of healing work is done in relationships but I did a lot on myself where I heal a lot in relationships even with women like not romantic relationships, but they're also relationships. And there were times where I really thought like, why am I still single? I don't get it. I know, I know I'm a fucking amazing person, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I could just feel like I had this, these walls around my heart because mm. I wasn't even meeting them. I wasn't, I remember I once read something about, are you attracting emotional unavailable men? And I was like, I'm not even attracting them. 
like where are they <laughs> yeah so i could feel invisible sometimes mm. like they couldn't see me and um yeah i knew i just really had to dive deeper and how did you know that because because i felt that i was I was good enough. I'm fun enough and I am amazing enough. I knew it wasn't me. <laughs> I just knew like hey, they're not meeting me, so I'm I'm closed. I'm closed off. And so I dove into that to break down those walls and did a lot of work on my inner masculine. I was doing that for years already, but damn, I could go deeper and deeper. And what does that look like working on your inner masculine? Yeah, just really feeling this, the safety of the masculine in your own body, feeling the structure of the masculine in your own body. I actually, a practice that I did was what do I um, wish that a man can give me? Like there are a lot of things that love, sex, whatever. But also I just wanted someone who would say good morning to me when I woke mm. up. <laughs> and I started doing that myself in the mirror, like say good morning to myself. Or I wanted, I, I could could always be a bit lazy with working out. So I, I just thought if I have a man and he can take me to the gym and we can I can go on his schedule. And I just, I just did that myself. I went to a boxing gym and I just started doing that. So that's actually what I always say is real self-love. It's not just about loving yourself. It's like stepping up for yourself. Mm, so you felt like the masculine inside of you was was missing and you longed for it. And then instead of thinking that it was outside of yourself and looking for him, you turned within and you're like, yeah. damn, how can I give myself what I actually need, which is a healthier masculine? Yeah. So you started showing up for yourself in that way. That's yeah. Yeah, that's really powerful. And then they start to show up for you in your life. Yeah, they match your inside. Yeah, because we, I hear women say a lot, and I've, I've done that, like, but where are the conscious men? Do they even exist? Where are they? But the moment that that you can reflect that, it will be reflected back to you in your own world. So The moment you're, when you're asking, where are all the good men at? Where are all the conscious men at? And you're like, wait, babe, it's within. Yeah, because you look, you're looking at something outside of you, but it's about what's inside of you. I love that. So I worked a lot on my inner masculine. And then what I also realized in that journey is that I had a lot still, a lot of the, like the, the gripping feminine energy, manipulative energy, and I was saying to myself, like, oh, no, I'm just surrendering to it. But then when I was really being honest in myself, I had this whole strategy about this guy and how I would end up being his girlfriend, which didn't happen, by the way. But just realizing also that energetic grip that I could have and really feeling like, what's the pain that's underneath that? Can I heal that? So I can truly open up. And in that I really felt the difference. Between the neediness and the yearning. Mm. And that's also a bit like I said before. Like neediness is when you need someone else to give you something. To feel good or to feel whole. 
and I really learned to give that to myself, like really feel like I'm, I'm good on my own. I can take care of myself and not in an independent woman kind of way, but yeah, I know I can take care of my needs and then like have the biggest yearning for, but I want more love and I want more sex and I want more of that. But also Mm. if that disappears again, I will still be, I, I will be sad, but I know I'm also okay and I won't break down. What I hear from you is moving from neediness, needing these amazing conscious men to moving into a place where you could provide yourself with the healthy masculine, give yourself the things that you were longing for from men on the outside, and also healing this graspy feminine who, instead of needed, wanted to yearn. So the first stage that you went through was the neediness. Then the second stage was giving yourself what you needed from your inner masculine, from your inner feminine. And something that if you're listening to this, something you can do is maybe writing down on a piece of paper, writing down, what do I really desire from a man? writing down those things and how can you start to give it to yourself? Mm. And also when, if you're feeling like you're graspy or you're needy, you know, feeling you're in your body from the feminine, like where are you in a, in a response? Yeah. Trauma response or where are you feeling like, Oh, like you feel pain. And then from there you move to yearning and yearning is so sexy. And from what you explained, like this journey that you've had is a beautiful healing journey and doesn't, yearning sounds so much sexier than like I needing <laughs> <laughs> i love the word yearning oh yeah i i always use the english word yearning because in dutch we don't even really have a sexy word for it like all the sexy words <laughs> but yeah yearning. would it be like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> something like that but it's really because we are so allowed to have desires so mm. it's that's the difference with the independent woman that's really like, oh, I don't need anyone. I can do this on my own. And that's also not healthy. Like, yeah. yeah, I can take care of myself and all my basic needs. And I can take care of my inner child. I can take care of my my own safety. But, oh, I long for so much more. Yeah. And it's coming from a different frequency, like a healthier place where... Yeah, because you don't really have those expectations. So you relate in in freedom, actually, instead yeah. of grasping someone and, and have an expectation that they will give to you. Hello, hello. Coming in here for a little quickie. If you're ready to call in your next 2.0 self, woo, hey girl, I'm here. I work with some of the most amazing women who are ready to expand from starting and growing their own personal brands to inviting in even more pleasure and love into their lives. We don't have to buy into the toxic myth anymore that in order to get ahead, we need to be more confident or that we need to grind ourselves to the bone either. My inbox is open should you feel called to join forces and invite in even more pleasure and productivity in my one-on-one VIP coaching mentorship. My love, we're all so damn scared of failing, but what if you freaking lie? Ah, all right, back to the episode now. From what we just said, this is so juicy. 
because something that I love to think about is when you start to love yourself so much, which is what you did because you gave yourself what you needed, you loving yourself so much, your love for him matches it. Do you know what I mean? So now you're at a higher frequency when you're you're giving yourself the love you need. Mm. And so within, so without, right? So whatever's going on inside, if you're loving yourself, the outside will start to match it. Yeah. And so tell us how you how you met your your current guy and how he broke the spell of 10 years in singledom. <laughs> we actually have a phase one and a phase two. So we dated for three months um, and then it ended. And in the dating, for me, everything was kind of new. Um, because we, you hadn't dated at all up, to, up until that uh, point? Or not you... that much, not for longer than a few times. So yeah, a lot was new for yeah. me. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it was good. It was actually good. And then we decided to go to a pizza for a week. And, yeah, we had certain expectations of it. Mm-hmm. And So you went on a vacation after how many weeks together? I think three months. Three months. Yeah. So we had these expectations, like, okay, we're going to the sun we're gonna have so much sex (laughs) we're gonna go out to dinner and it's just gonna be us two and it will be amazing that sounds delicious yeah that never happened (laughs) (laughs) what did (laughs) yeah we uh we got sick pretty soon actually oh god on vacation and yeah reality hit (laughs) And it wasn't sunny at all. Fucking a come on. We had two days of sun. Um, so, yeah, and, and I think, yeah, from sitting on this pink cloud, we just fell, fell off and got back in reality. And, yeah, I think it both got us thinking, like, what do we actually want and are we getting it from this relationship? So we got home from Ibiza. Mm. It still went on for a couple of weeks, but I think we both had certain desires. So we had a conversation about this. He didn't exactly know how he felt about non-monogamy. I do know how I feel about it, and I want to be in a monogamous relationship. Yeah, I didn't want to settle. Yeah, and he didn't either. He didn't either. Okay. The name of this title of this episode is Initiating Your Man from Boy to King. And it's funny because when you first arrived here, Saskia was like, yeah, that sounds, it could sound like, maybe you want to finish. Yeah, it, it, in, in that title, you could feel like there's this feminine grip, like, how do I change my man? <laughs> how do I control him and morph him into the perfect man that I want that's going to yeah. fuck me and eat me like I want him to? Yeah. And how do we give them the space for them to find their own truth because a man that you you know put your hand over his throne it's like you have to change for me okay maybe he'll do a few things he'll go to the therapist with you or he'll go to the couple's coach but don't expect big changes to happen because when you like this journey to grow into the couple that you want to grow into where you both are just so divinely connected in bed that means that he also needs to look within. And in order to look within, he has to do it on his own. And he has to want it for his own. Yeah. 
And yeah, I And that want can only come from curiosity within yeah. him and this desire. It's, yeah. You can't force someone to want. No, no, and the only thing I've ever wanted for him is to really be the best version of himself mm. for him, mm. not for me. He he didn't know what what happened because he was used otherwise. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I just want to be him the best man that he can be because he wants that. Not for me. Like, I didn't want him to fit in the picture I had of the man I wanted. I just wanted to inspire him to be himself. In week three that we dated, his birthday came up. And you're like three weeks dating. You're like, what the fuck do I give someone? (laughs) (laughs) So I made him a painting and bought something for for a joke. But I also gave him him a book. A David Dida book. The Way of the Superior Man. And the interesting thing is you gave him... So you gave him this book. and, And then you guys decided, okay, but, you know, we want different things. So... We're not going to sacrifice or compromise. Like life is too short. I know myself. Mm. I'm going to believe, I'm going to trust my desires. And so you guys split up. Yeah. He had that book. He had the book. So within like a week or two weeks in our split, he came back to me like, okay, but I see things different now. And I thought, yeah, well, okay, we're, we're one week <laughs> one week I know how deep this work is and you did this in one week <laughs> I don't trust that interesting And um, but yeah he was just doing his thing and he was working with a coach he was going to a men's circle because he felt like doing that not because oh, he I was told... doing the work he was doing the work oh, yes, <laughs> and and in the next few week our, weeks our communication was a bit difficult there was a lot of fear there was a lot of walls coming back up and so when he came back to you after he had initiated himself how how did you know that this was really what you wanted Mm. that's a how did it feel yeah i think that's the thing I could feel it because I could feel myself melting and I could feel he was really holding me in a way I've never been held in my life. Actually. Wow. And, and still there in the because ne- actually within a week he asked me like officially to be his girlfriend. He had this whole <laughs> ritual played out. It was, it was super, super cute. Um, but yeah, he was just he was just like so clear on what he wanted. And in that I could feel my wobbliness coming up and my fear coming up. So we would be together like for for days and then I would think like what the fuck I need my own space. And I would sort of run and check out of the of the connection a little bit. Mm. And and he just said like, "Okay, babe, but this is hurting me and we're not going to do this. So I also had to step up and really, really meet him there, meet him there. And, and actually I think 
I didn't feel it when I was in it, but later, you know how they say like this female testing that we do. I think that that was what's happening. Like, is he really going to stay? Is he really, can I really trust him? Is he really going to um, deal with everything of me? And he was staying. He he was holding a boundary like, hey, this is not how we, this is not how we roll. <laughs> yeah. He held a boundary and so I I couldn't walk over him. He said, like, I don't accept you acting like this. And somehow that melted me more. And I think there was a part of a fear of a real commitment that I had there. And I could really dive into it deeper. And I think that was the turning point. And after that, we feel like we are more calm waters. Like, yes, we really chose to be together and exploring that and that's also difficult but it's also beautiful and so fun and it's really when I look back on this whole process I think he he told me that there was this moment in our break that he he felt like okay but this depth that, that this woman has and her bigness I need to step up if I want to be able to keep communicating with her mm. and to keep connecting with her. Mm. So that's that was what his motivation was. It wasn't me asking him to do that. It was me being me with my depth, my bigness, my whatever, and him feeling like, okay, but I want to be able to be on the same level of frequency or whatever you want to call it with her. So I need to step up my game. And then in the weeks after, I had moments where I was like, okay, but now I need to step up my game. So I think we both initiate each other into, yeah, into truth and into being real and authentic and really sharing our fears. Um, yeah, so we both learn. It wasn't me initiating yeah. him. It's, yeah, we both inspire each other to be the best versions of ourselves and to bring that in the relationship. Yeah, I think a lot of spiritual women that I speak to that have been initiated on their own, whether they've done uh, a certification to become a coach or they've just done a lot of uh, personal development work on themselves, they feel that there's a fear that if they continue to go deeper within themselves, that they'll lose their man or their man mm -hmm. won't come with them. And they don't want to lose that because that doesn't feel safe and they love their man. And so from what I'm gathering from this conversation is that um, it is safe to go there on your own, first of all to meet yourself there because when you can meet yourself there you you radiate this amount of self self-worth for yourself yeah. and it really does inspire those around you to not think oh my god she's manipulating me or oh my god she's too big for me or she's just too wow I'm no one but if we do it from a place of integrity and authenticity to who we are it, our outside world matches it. And so that's how we initiate our men, exactly. actually. We can yeah. initiate them by being all of us. Stepping and, into your full self and not holding yourself, not keeping yourself small, not settling on stuff. Right, or not letting the fear of losing him 
because you're being true to yourself come in. And, and the truth is, is that, so let's say you did lose him because you, you know, stepped into your greatness. Well, then maybe that wasn't meant to be. And that's hard. And sometimes we don't want to let go to what we know and what feels safe. But the more you step up into your fullness, the more things of that frequency will meet you there. Yeah. And also, just to be real, the moment where you are stepping into that version of yourself and just being real, it can be triggering for another person or maybe that's not the moment for them to also step up and that that just means you have to be true to yourself and trust yourself and don't adjust your energy and don't adjust yourself just keep trusting your own path and and give people the time and the space as well to walk their path right i think the biggest indicator is does your partner if you're in a relationship does he or she feel inspired to mm-hmm. even or curious to even talk about it and to try because that's an invitation if they're in shutdown mode and feeling really insecure about it and not open to it that's a different situation and that's not what we're talking about right now we're talking about someone who is open to possibilities yeah and I know from my personal relationship my partner is open to this sort of stuff we could say to working on himself working on us as a couple he's open to it it doesn't mean that within a week of reading a book he stepped into the role of a king (laughs) (laughs) so I have a different story but It does mean that for me, you know, since I did my sex, love and relationship coaching degree two years ago, my world, entire world changed Mm -hmm. the way I saw my sexuality, my highest self and where I wanted to go with my pleasure changed. And so at the beginning, it caused friction. You know, I'd been with a long term partner of five years. And where was he in all of this as I was, you know, moving and doing this all doing all this inner work Mm -hmm. and what I realized is that when I came to him from like a neutral place and I told him how excited I was to invite him on this journey and how I didn't expect immediate results, but I would love to show him this book and that book. And I'd like to talk to this coach. And so I've loved, and I'd like to do this tantric program. And so we've done many things. And I also have my deep truth is that well, he's interested and he's open. It doesn't mean he's moving so fast, the speed of light, like I am moving because mm. this is my life's work. Yeah. I'm in the coaching industry. I'm in the spiritual realm. He's not. He has a nine to five corporate job. And so we're we're in different worlds. And yet, because he's open to it and he's curious, that gives me hope. And I do see his little shifts and I celebrate them and even if it will take him seven years or 20 years to get to where I feel like we'll be, I don't know, meeting God in bed, (laughs) whatever, whatever the goal is. The fact that he's open to it and curious is everything I need. And that gives me so much excitement. And yeah, so we're in this journey together. 
And what I think is important that you've always accepted accepted him for who he is. He was always mm. good enough. Mm. And a lot of people fall in love on on what someone can potentially be mm. instead of what someone is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you can work with that. So be with who someone is right now and and let that be let that be good enough is if that's not good enough for you or that's not what you want then that's that's not it but from there you can always grow but accept someone as he is or as she is yeah i love that and what do you think that is the thing that inspired your partner to to dive deeper with you what is it in you that he thought like hey Mm, such a nice question yeah I mean I'll admit at the beginning I was not super inviting (laughs) I was like I was like I just had this when I did the sex love and relationship coaching degree we had did a lot of tantric self-pleasure practices and I would be communicating with my inner world and feeling okay what does my womb space actually want what is my cervix like and it told me all these answers that I had not known before because I had been learning from porn and learning from this performative culture that we have in bed. And so when I actually started listening deep within, I actually realized, oh my God, I want all these other things. And so instead of bringing it in an open way with my partner, I'll be honest, I was very like, I don't want it the other way. I only want it this way now. (laughs) And of course that totally shut him down. Yeah. And um, at the time I didn't realize it because I was like, but I'm in this world and, and it wasn't bringing him, it wasn't inviting. And so what I think shifted and when I saw a shift was, first of all, I'd spoken to many coaches about it because I'm like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) I couldn't look really deep within and realize that, um, I just put these expectations on him to um, meet me there. Just, just the neediness. There. Yeah. I needed, <laughs> so beautiful, yes. Come full circle. I needed him to be a king. And I needed him to make me feel safe right away so that I could fall into my flow of the feminine goddess. Mm. And yeah, I think now what what changed so much is that I don't put an expectation on how I need him to show up in bed or in our relationship. I celebrate him when he does show up in a way that I really like and that eggs him on. And he, you know, men love it when you celebrate and support them. They're just like, oh, yay, she likes it. I'll do more of that. And um, this is the takeaway I want to really feel into is that because you let him go, he was able to step into something that felt really good for him. And it actually ended up being something that you wanted as well. Yeah. Just so happened to be, right? And that was the universe being like, Saskia, <laughs> Saskia, right? Like you, when you allow for life's natural cycles, when you're true to yourself, it actually always comes back to you. Yeah. In this case, it happened really quickly, too. Hey, it did. <laughs> Doesn't always happen that quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. And he became this king, but he's also initiating me to be the queen. Mm-hmm. It really works both ways. It's not that I'm further or better or deeper than he is. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, let's end 
it on that note thank you so much for being here this was really juicy it was really juicy thank you so much for having me all right my love that about sums up this week's juicy episode if you enjoyed it don't forget to pass it along to a girlfriend you think might get uplifted from this conversation and if there was a particular juicy nugget that you enjoyed please feel free to share it on your social media and tag me that way i can shower you with my love and appreciation thank you so much And don't forget to give this podcast five stars so it can reach as many people as possible who are interested in pleasure, profit, and soul in the new age. Yes, motherfucker. I'm so happy you were here. Thank you so much. And I'll see you for the next episode. Lots of love. And don't forget to stay juicy.